Welcome to episode six of The Generalists. It is Easter long weekend. I'm here with Paul, Dave, and Eli. How's everyone doing on this second or first day of the long weekend, I should say? Yeah, doing great. It's a long weekend. Uh, my least favorite sport, baseball, has started. I'm, I'm in a great mood. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel happy. like baseball weather yet, but uh, you know it's just around the corner. So pretty happy about baseball coming back. Yeah, like yeah I'm, I'm happy baseball starting. And There's nothing else to do. Yeah, it's true, man. So this long weekend, the day off is on the Friday, and I feel like more days off are on Mondays. I personally am a much bigger fan of the Friday feel because you get like two Fridays in a row. Thursday now yeah. feels like a Friday, and then Friday is still Friday. Monday, it's like ah, it's nice, but it's not as nice as this. This feels more like a party weekend, you know. Wait, you don't you don't get both? No, you're you're a fucking government person. No, no, I just appreciate Jesus is Lord. You know, and, uh, <laughs> appreciate his sacrifice a little bit more than you, but whatever. That's fine. Some people are more grateful than others. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I felt I felt that way uh, today too. I was like, oh, shit, it's Friday. I don't have to work. It's great. Um, but yeah, we use often not many holidays uh, that fall on the Friday, uh, which is too bad. Normally, if this was non-COVID, it'd be like two party days because it's like party Thursday night party Friday and then you get two more days off it's beautiful but if it's like a Monday long weekend Sunday rolls around it's like oh, it's Sunday you know I'll just take the day off relax tomorrow so yeah although these days I feel like the days that I'm actually partying two nights in a row are rare to be honest has <laughs> <laughs> anyone partied like at all I don't I don't think we've drank together since since Christmas yeah no zoom doesn't count <laughs> no not at all yeah um, no matter how much we try it's no not even close <laughs> Hopefully better days are ahead. But yeah, so on, on today's episode, we have a really good interview. And we have uh, Dave Robinson and his first article was called Breathing Your Way to a Zen State. And we, we covered that in previous podcasts, but this time uh, we decided to have him on the podcast to, to talk about it. And it was a pretty good discussion. He's, he's gotten really into it. And I think, I think a lot of his advice could definitely help people. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I There's a lot of good points that I think people talk about in general, like not putting your phone or having your phone on like at night and stuff like that. Do you guys do that? I find I still struggle with that. Like I want to watch something before I go to bed and I'll like put my phone up and I'll like, I'll watch something. But like, also I, I try not to do it. I don't know. It's it's an internal struggle of wanting to do something before sleep, but also knowing that the, the light getting into your eyes is really bad for you. Yeah. It's, I've tried to put away my phone within like half an hour of going to bed. I have so far not succeeded, but I set, I'm setting the goal and that's part of it. Um, and I also have stopped uh, my horrendous habit of watching TV while going to bed, which I'm very proud of myself for. But uh, I, I think, you know, he, he brings up a lot of good points about avoiding screen time and all that stuff that like really should be fundamental, but our generation has a lot harder time doing that in practice, even if we know we shouldn't actually be on our devices all the time. Oh man, dude, it's such a crutch. Like, you know, I remember sleeping over at your place many nights <laughs> uh, pre-COVID and on the couch in the, in the main room and just hearing like Seinfeld. I'm like, man, is this guy still up? And then, <laughs> and then I'll, I pass out and I realize, okay, yeah, no, we're on season, we're on season eight of Seinfeld in the morning now. So Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just staying up and binging Seinfeld every night. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's a crush. Like I remember, I got to a point where I was just surfing YouTube 
being like must find like five minute video that I could put on while I fall asleep. And Ooh, this is so, bad. oh, super bad. And then I, I'm, I'm done that now. Like, I don't, I don't do that. I try to read before bed, but no, it's a disaster. But I think the morning's almost as bad. And, and Dave said that, right. It throws off your rhythm. And it is the first thing I check. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like the alarm. second I'm, the second I'm awake. Yeah. If you check your alarm and then you see your push notifications, you know, especially if you have a work phone and a personal and then it's that's it that's ex- like that's how every day starts for me i don't know about you guys oh dude i i this am is... i am god awful at all of it like it is I, i'm pretty good at not relying on a video or audio to fall asleep like when i decide like a bedtime like i put my phone down and i'm out but my problem is coming to a point where i'm happy enough to say okay bedtime like it is it's easily my worst trait like i'll just hop from app to app before going to bed when I wake up, I'll have like at least 20 minutes on my phone before I like get going. And it's, it's brutal. It's terrible. I'm, I'm totally aware. It's like a, a horrible, horrible habit. I kind of use it to wake up in, if I look and like, just, I, I find if I look at my phone a lot while I'm going to sleep, I can't sleep. And the same thing is when I'm like groggy in the morning, I'll force myself to look at my phone and it wakes me up because like the light getting in my eyes, which yeah, you should look outside I'm the, sure. look at the window, right? Yeah, but when we're we're living in Canada in the dead, dead winter and there's no fucking light coming out, what else can you do? Yeah, man. So that's true. Like Dave said in the interview that it's logical that you should be looking at the sun in the morning because humans and how, how important sun is to health because humans for almost their entire existence woke up with the sun, went to bed when the sun set and you know, lived close to water and nature and whatnot. And I was just thinking when I was listening to the, the interview, it's like, man, we fucking live in Canada. We couldn't even do that if we wanted to for half the year. And wonder what he'd have to say about that. I recommend that you uh, live in Saskatoon, the sunniest city in the, in the whole country. Shout out to our Saskatoon listeners, which I'm <laughs> sure there are many. Is that the Paris of the Prairies? It is the Paris of the Prairies. Yeah. Equally romantic. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, I think he would probably say, I mean, I'm not going to speak to Nick speak for him, but after having interviewed him, I, I think I know what he would say to that. And it'd probably be, you know, just try to get as much light as possible. Um, like, we obviously have an issue with that here in Canada, like, right? Like, our winters are brutal. We're not getting enough light. Um, I don't know. Just try to get as much as you can, I guess, right? It's, and it's right. Uh, like, not to go into, like, COVID talk or whatever, but, like, this year was, I think, the first year I really felt it as far as, like, you know, I felt the kind of effect of the seasons my mood would actively go up as the days were getting longer i was act like yeah. seriously looking yeah. forward to that and i was really bummed out when the days were so short i don't know if it was just this year in particular but yeah i wonder too because when he was talking about evolution i was thinking like okay you have people from finland russia the natives the the inuits here these tribes that evolved over thousands of thousands of years with very little sunlight and you know, arctic temperatures and then I thought like, you know, myself being from the Mediterranean, whether I like needed more sun just through, through my like, DNA, uh, more so than like other people, I would have loved mm-hmm. to have asked them that as well. I, I spoke with this about Re too. She's, she's been on the podcast, but she, she kind of feels the same, right? She's, her background's Indian. And she's like, man, like my DNA is not made to be in winter conditions. <laughs> yeah. There's something to that, right? It's like how your Mediterranean DNA makes you lazy and sleepy. <laughs> I I was reading some article about 
you know, there is truth to there's certain DNA strands that are predisposed to that can endure the cold more than other. So certain people can endure the cold a lot better. And you can see that when, you know, you have people always wearing sweaters or like always feeling cold and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but what I was going to say about the the sunlight, especially here is the hacks that you could do. Like there's, there's alarm clocks or just regular lights that simulate sunlight. And I think, I think those actually something... work though. Like I, I feel like that's something that's hard to, simulate the effect of like natural sunlight i think uh, you could probably do as best as you can but something mm -hmm. like you know your your regular desk lamp doesn't have the same light frequency um and these uh, i think these lights just try to to replicate the same kind of temperature or like warmth uh warmth of the light or whatever it may be who knows yeah, Eli, I, you're, i'm not sure you're, you're notoriously skeptical of a lot of I don't like, I don't know what you would might call pseudoscience, but yeah. in, in the interview, Dave Robinson says he, he's very critical of big pharma and some of those other solutions to common ailments. Uh, and he thinks mm -hmm. that there's more natural ways. And I, I was just wondering, like, you're skeptical, but what are some things, what are some things that you have taken on in your life? That's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, no, this works. This is nice. I'm not just relying on medicine. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just messed up. I'm a total hypocrite because I am skeptical about that sort of thing. But then when I'm sick or feeling something and people tell me to take a pill for it, I'm toxically masculine and I know I'm too tough for it. So I don't take it. <laughs> uh, so I'm just, I'm just a ridiculous person in, in general on this topic. But it's, I mean, it's not that like, I think the criticisms of big pharma certainly are valid. Um, although at this time when we're all waiting for vaccines, hail Pfizer, but like, is there something to be said for criticizing big pharma? I don't know if all the solutions are there outside of conventional medicine, but I'm don't really know enough to know for sure. And I'm curious to hear what he's got to say, because he's an interesting guy and he's got a lot of thoughts on this stuff. Yeah. And I think what, what Dave Robinson uh, highlights and, and sort of what his approach or like the foundation of his approach that I think is pretty sound is, is, and he talks about it in an interview, it's, it's that he's kind of gone through the phases of trying to find, you know, what the industry labels as like geohacks, trying to find these things that are like, oh, well, if you have trouble sleeping, like put this in your room and you'll have a great sleep or like you have, you have gut issues, like try this pill and you'll like have much better gut. Right. So it's like, he's skeptical of stuff like that, where it's like very clearly designed to sell you on something and like get you to pay for benefits. Whereas his approach and like what he's become interested in, uh, whether or not you want to put stock in it or not, he's not trying to like monetize it or like he, he's very coming and saying that like these things are free, right? That's like, mm -hmm. don't go on your phone right in the morning or late at night because it's going to mess up your internal rhythms and try to get natural light, you know? So I'm obviously glossing over it, but fundamentally that's sort of what he's focused on and that's free. So I yeah. think you know, no one really is going to disagree with that. And I think everybody should be skeptical of like a geohack or something that promises to solve your problems, quote unquote, naturally. And then also sort of be skeptical about every medicine given to you from pharma, like a, mm -hmm. like a healthy dose of it, I guess. Right. And whatever that means, it, I'm not sure, but yeah, it can't hurt. Right. 
Yeah, and he, he comes by it honestly, like you said. Like it's not like when he's recommending in his article, like alternate nostril breathing that he's in the pocket of big nasal or anything like that. <laughs> uh, although they I do definitely have a powerful. Am, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we oh, yeah. yeah, no, buddy. He was in the pocket of big nasal as soon as he came on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny because no one no one who doesn't know what we look like are not getting these jokes since it's it's not a uh, disclaimer we all have big noses <laughs> actually you know what i don't think it's fair to put dave in the same category as the three of us that's just uh... no his isn't his isn't as big like surface area wise i <laughs> <laughs> got big nostrils <laughs> big nasal baby <laughs> that's the name of our next podcast big nasal <laughs> yeah and um yeah like I, it's not like he's peddling like I, I, that's the thing i think there's a lot of room to be skeptical part of my skepticism towards the kind of people who are looking at alternative stuff is it feels like it comes from those like pop-up ads of like yeah these doctors are so mad that this single mom came up with a stay-at-home remedy like that kind of shit um exactly. I'm very right. skeptical of any kind of claims like that but he's not making those but yeah so it's going to be a i think a really good interview for our listeners so uh looking forward to feedback on that and dave robinson will be on a lot more uh, podcasts and contributing to eclectish so so that's great but we're just rolling along here at eclectish we're getting a lot of good good uh, submissions from people who aren't even who we originally wanted this for. And, and a lot of that is journalism students and, and people looking to, you know, refine their skills and, and get their, get their names out in, in a different way. So yeah, Eli, like you've been in contact with a lot of uh, new writers. Like what are you seeing? What do you? Yeah, it's been really exciting. We tried to reach out to some, you know, younger journalism students who would have something to contribute and, and a lot of interesting stuff to say. And we, we haven't been disappointed so far. We just recently, we had a, Awesome piece on uh, Stairway to Heaven by Jordan McKay, young uh, journalism student at uh, Concordia. Uh, shout out to Concordia. We even got a poem recently from uh, Andrew Scott. So I'm, I'm excited about that because hopefully that opens up the door for some more kind of unique pieces. And it's it's been great just watching the interest build and people starting to share what they've got because th these are people who are very curious. They're uh, engaged and they're looking to express their ideas somewhere and uh, it's cool that we can kind of give them that platform yeah no it's good and I and we have we have a bunch of uh, new articles that are going to be released very shortly so it keeps on rolling so we're we're very excited and oh I wanted to give a shout out I don't think we've done it on any of the other podcasts but we also added a new podcast and that's the Groundbreakers by Spark Leadership and, and Jean-Paul Deladonne it's a we we were on the first episode Paul and I, I should say, talking about Eclectish, but his whole podcast is, is about speaking to young entrepreneurs who are doing things a little bit differently. And he wants to hear what their, A, their ventures are, and B, what it is that they're doing differently to shake up said industry. So wanted to give a shout out to that. He's on a, a more frequent basis than we are. He's every one, he's every week, we're every two weeks. So find that on Eclectish or anywhere else you get your podcast. It's a really good, really good one. If you want some some good motivation, it's a fantastic podcast to hear about young successful people doing great things. He's getting great guests too, and like it seems like really easily. Yeah, I know. All you need to do is say, "Hey, you've done amazing things. You want to be on a podcast, even though only thirty people listen to it." He's a he's a great guy. We we know him pretty closely, and um, it's awesome to see him 
start a new venture to, you know, support others that want to have similar experiences that, that he's had in, in the small business world. And the podcast is a great way to kind of, you know, showcase people that are in that sphere and the kind of success they're having. It's, it's really cool. I enjoy listening every episode. Yeah. And Dave's Dave's killed it again with the art. So thank you. Yeah, let's just keep that up. But, but anyways, enough back padding for us. I think, you know, we're, we're pretty excited so far and any, anyone who's listening, who wants to contribute or know someone who wants to contribute, send it, send them our way. But Right now, we're going to send you to the interview with Dave Robinson. We've talked a lot about it now, so I don't think this man needs any more introduction. So enjoy. Today, we welcome Dave Robinson on The Generalist to talk about health and wellness and what each of them mean to us. Dave is a firefighter by day and a little bit of everything else by night. He's a bit of a generalist, if you will. Uh, you'll often catch him at a CrossFit gym, writing a book about his experiences online dating, uh, or playing guitar or piano very well on his Instagram. Side note, the videos are awesome. Make sure you go and check them out. With respect to health and wellness, though, Dave has a passion for helping others maximize their vitality and is particularly interested in how sleep and light can improve all of our lives. Uh, he's learned a lot about these topics recently and is excited to share some of his thoughts on the pod with us today. Dave, welcome to The Generalist. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. It's an yeah. honor to pop that cherry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were telling me when I when I first when you reached out to me uh, asking, I guess for advice on you know getting your own kind of initiative started, and I was telling you about the podcast that we we've had going for a little bit, and you're like, oh, I always wanted to be on a podcast. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so many years of my life has been consumed listening to podcasts and like it when you listen to so many it's like when you for example like joe rogan's they seem like they're having the best time and it's just like a great conversation but it's also informational as well it's like you know what i've always wanted to do something like this but i never knew anyone that had a podcast and i haven't started one yet so that's the plan down the road what are some of the podcasts you listen to? Are you like a podcast uh, like addict? One of those people who listen every day? Oh, I'm a hardcore addict and I've evolved. You know, I always consider Joe Rogan to be the gateway drug. I've, uh, yeah. so I've pushed him aside and I'm, I'm mainly focused on health and wellness now. So Ben Greenfield podcast, the Lifestylist podcast, a couple other ones that are just fully solely committed to pure health and wellness. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no shortage of, I mean, any podcast you can find that's going to be of interest to you. And I think that's kind of a little bit of our value prop. Uh, eh? Like we're kind of general, we could talk about a whole lot of different things without having to know a whole lot about them, but we're just, <laughs> we're interested in learning. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think those are the best podcasts too. Cause I hate having to limit yourself towards a particular topic. Cause it's fun to diversify and I think I want to do that with mine like I know mine I want it to be with health and wellness but you know I want to be spiritual so I want to like have spiritual experts like shamans and talk yeah. about ayahuasca and things like that but also you know different different other fields as well love it love it so let, let's let's dive in because you're talking about podcasts you're talking about health and wellness ayahuasca like how did you get started in, in taking a deeper interest in, in health and wellness? And, and what is it that you're most focused on? Yeah, well, 
it, it all started with physical fitness when I was a teenager. And, but for about four or five years, I was solely focused on just, it was, it was all out of vanity, right? I just wanted to build my body up and learned a lot of pseudoscience and bro science um, <laughs> in that aspect. And, you know, I was getting a better physique, but looking back now, it's like, well, I was not healthy whatsoever. Cause even though I was hitting the gym, I was hitting the CrossFit box, but like outside of that, I was binge drinking, pulling all nighters, like in university, all this shit. And I used to think that the way you look on the outside reflects your health on the inside and nothing is further than the truth. And so I started to take a deeper dive. Once I got on with the fire department, I had all this free time and I really started, it all started with Joe Rogan actually, cause he would have health guys come on like people like Rhonda Patrick, yeah. Ben Greenfield, yeah. where they're taking a deeper dive into the actual biology and the whole anti-aging biohacking, like biohacking environment. And I, I had never heard of biohacking before and I thought that was interesting. So that's when I started to transition from a fitness addict to focusing on my health on the inside. And it, it, interestingly enough, it was around that time when I actually started to notice a lot of health problems going on with me. Like throughout university, I developed um, insomnia, severe anxiety and panic attacks and didn't know what it was. You know, the information back then was very vague and I thought that it was just the way I was and eventually grew past that. But health issues continued. It manifested into brain fog and then into gut issues and all along the way, major sleep problems. And then that made me take a, a deeper dive. And I've really been on this journey for about two years now. And I feel as though I've really made some serious progress in the last six months. Like my life has changed. Um, the way I view the world has completely changed with the stuff I've learned in the past six months. So I've heard of biohacking before. Like I've just heard it thrown around. What What is this? Like I've, I know, like, yeah, it seems like an interesting kind of concept yeah so biohacking I, I believe the term was coined by this guy named dave asprey he's the one that um invented bulletproof coffee if you've ever heard of that where you oh, put yeah. like butter yeah. Yeah. uh it was coined by him i'm not a huge fan of him so i'm not advocating that i think he's big into marketing but that's where the term came to be and then it just created this whole like little micro niche of people trying to find ways to hack their biology to reverse aging because that's a whole um, major scientific field right now is learning how to reverse your your aging like your cellular aging yeah so it could be and biohacking could be simple things like buying blackout curtains in your bedroom to make it completely black to optimize your melatonin production that would be like a biohack but then the more advanced ones is using like technology or stem cells and things like that to give it's it's a shitload of money to invest in and I was deep into that and I was deep into all the supplements and I'm wanting to buy the biohacking gear and you can buy gear on your that you put on your head that will stimulate your neurons and I was into all that and then after the past six months I really started learning more about um, like quantum physics and light and stuff and now I no longer want 
all those fancy gears. I no longer want to invest thousands of dollars in supplements because I feel like I've found something that truly is transformative, which also happens to be uh, completely free for everyone. Fascinating. Yeah. I think you raise a really good point there that it seems like there's a lot of, I don't know if I want to use the word gimmick or a lot of almost, I guess, biohacks where it's offering kind of promise where promise might not be due. Like I'm I'm thinking I'm a huge, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. Right. And he's kind of known for going down this sort of like biohacking route. And I guess it works to a degree because he's in his forties and he's still winning Super Bowls. But some of the things that makes me laugh is like, he, yeah, he like has these pajamas. He's like, Oh, buy these pajamas, buy these, these like these shirts to wear to bed. And it's going to like improve your muscles recovery. And I don't know if that works (laughs) at all. Like my, my, my gut intuition is like, it's not, but I don't know, maybe there is something to it, but it's, it's interesting. And, and you definitely have to like learn what you're doing, which is, which is something that you definitely have, like we definitely have done. Like you were saying before we got on the podcast that you've done so much reading, you've done, you know, spent the last six months, like taking down all these kind of notes. So let's, let's like distill that a little bit. Uh, what's something health and wellness, like what's a topic that you've learned that's really changed how you live? Like, so you talked about how you lived before. What's something that's caused you to change the way you live now? Simple answer. I started to really understand the role of the mitochondria in our cells. And for those of you that don't remember uh, biology class in high school, they, you know, they teach you the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. It turns out that it is the most important organelle and it is the driving force that keeps us alive and healthy in simplistic terms. And So when I started learning, I mean, I had known about mitochondrial health because in the biohacking anti-aging field, that's a major focus. So I knew it was important. I didn't know it was foundational, but also just to give a little bit of a background, I had been um, suffering with gut issues for two years now from just like a bunch of antibiotics used in my past because that wrecks your gut, that wrecks your gut microbiome. So that led me on my journey to heal that. And I was just, so through learning about mitochondria, I was convinced that because the, the standard paradigm in health is food and supplements to cure illness. And so I was living that paradigm forever. And I spent thousands of dollars on supplements that, okay, this is the magic supplement that's going to fix this. This is a magic supplement that's going to help me sleep because my sleep was wrecked for years and being like, okay, mitochondria okay this is the supplement for mitochondria and like there's even books that talk about mitochondria and the best supplement so it was always on a very food-based supplement-based approach and then I learned that that's not the whole story I mean food and supplementation mainly food I'm gonna stay away from supplements for now but food isn't the whole story and that's what sort of led me down this path And it all started with this brilliant neurosurgeon named uh, Dr. Jack Cruz. I recommend any listener searching him up because he is a wealth of knowledge and he's changed the way I view the world. And he really, he's been very controversial in the, let's say the paleo um, atmosphere because the the paleo atmosphere is all about like these paleo summits that they host around the world. It's all about the paleo diet and eating like a, your ancestor. It's all about food. 
And he started coming into these talks and arguing like, no, it's all about mitochondria and mitochondria need light. Like it's all about sunlight. And yet he talks about the three pillars that he believes are foundational to optimal health, which is light, water, and magnetism. And the reason he came up with that is because that's what NASA looks for um, on when they're looking for life on other planets. Those are the three pillars. And it turns out that that's exactly what we need to function. So that led me down that rabbit hole and just really honing in on mitochondrial function and its relationship to light, to sunlight, but also why a lot of the technology we use today can be uh, pretty detrimental to our health. And I believe that it's a major, major, probably the most contributing factor to a lot of the chronic diseases and sleep deprivation and insomnia and all the stuff we're seeing today that's absolutely ubiquitous in our society right now and just continuing to increase the rates. Yeah. I mean, so that was that. a loaded answer. <laughs> no, that's really, that's really good. It, it makes a lot of sense, right? You see uh, how many times you see a report where it says like, keep electronics out of your bedroom, you know, keep your cell phone uh, away from you when you're trying to sleep to improve sleep you can have. And, and so much of it is tied into it with light, right? You know, they say like reduce the blue light on your, on your cell phone, like, you know, keep TVs away from your, where you sleep. And it's, it's connected in that way. And like, and even for me as someone who hasn't done as much reading as you into it, like at a gut level, it just, it makes sense that there's some sort of relationship there. Right. That's, that's what drew me in initially. Cause I started hearing this doctor on podcasts and he's a super science, like he's an expert in quantum physics. Like I won't get into his story cause that would be a, a long conversation. So if anyone's interested, I recommend searching him up. But on the podcast, he would go deep into the science and, and to the physics and all that. And I didn't, it was a different language to me at the time, but the stuff, what he was saying, similar to what you just said, it hit me intuitively because I started to think like, you know what, we've been around for roughly what, like 200,000 years. And for that amount of time, we've been on, on the earth. Like we've been woken up by the sun. We go to sleep because the sun is no longer out. We're connected to the earth we're we're eating seasonally according to our geographic location we're, we're hunter gatherers for so long yeah. and then when you think about it it was only 150 years ago when the invention of the light bulb came out which predominantly made us move indoors and it was actually created uh during the industrial revolution to increase productivity so that we could stay up later and working and interestingly enough the first chronic disease ever documented came right after the invention of the light bulb. Prior to that, it was mainly infectious diseases and things um, that we've got a handle on now. But now we're just seeing all these cancer rates. So it's like intuitively, it's, I started to question, like we evolved to be on this planet, but then all of a sudden our brains are so innovative that we made it so that we are allowed to break the rules of nature and came up with all this technology where we all of a sudden drastically changed our environment so I don't think it's a coincidence that we're seeing all these random diseases now. So what do you think somebody can do to kind of improve their vitality? Like, so what, what have you been going through to, to really figure this out? And, you know, what can you pass on to other people? Yeah, it's really simple. The best thing is it's completely free. I mean, I was spending so much money on supplements. And once I realized this stuff and started applying it, it, I'm not bullshitting, like it made a complete difference 
So the first thing I would say to see the sunrise every single day. And when I say see it, I don't mean to watch it from your window. I mean, you need to go outside in your backyard. Dr. Cruz calls it making like the Sphinx because the Sphinx faces east with both extremities on the ground and watches the sunrise. So that's what everyone should do. You should go out barefoot on the grass, face east, and actually watch the sunrise. And by staring at the sun, you're not going to damage your eyes because there's no UV present at that time. But that's what sets your circadian rhythm. And our circadian rhythm is like one of the most important things that we have. People aren't aware of what it is, but basically it's a 24-hour sleep-wake cycle. Like when you Google it, it will, it will say that. It's often associated with when we're awake and when we're asleep. It's a lot more complicated than that because it's the 24 hour, hour cycle that dictates all the trillions of chemical reactions that happen within us on a second to second basis. It's based on this timing mechanism and this timing mechanism is, is governed by this clock in our brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And this clock signals to other parts of our brain and to the rest of our body as what time of day it is things like that. And then that's when your body knows like what hormones need to be dominant at which time, which proteins need to be expressed in our cells, all these things. And it turns out that this clock is governed by sunlight, specifically by being absorbed through our eyes. So our eyes aren't just for seeing, they're actually designed, also designed to transmit the information and the energy from sun and, tr and transmit it to our brain so that our body knows what to do. And that's based on Einstein's theory of E equals MC squared. Like energy, we're all matter that comes from light energy. And by staring at the sun in the morning, sun, the sun at sunrise emits a certain frequency. The, the spectrums of sunlight vary throughout the day. So in the morning, it's predominantly blue light and red light. So blue light is what you need in the morning because blue light is a very high energy spectrum. And we absorb that into our eyes that goes to the brain and that signals to our circadian clock to release the stress hormones like cortisol, um, norepinephrine and dopamine as well. That's actually when you want your stress levels high, that's called a healthy stress response. And that creates wakefulness. You no longer need that cup of coffee because the sun's doing it for you. And then furthermore, once you get that stimulus, your body knows, okay, it's first thing in the morning and then it creates that rhythm. The problem is we wake up at maybe eight, nine, and we look straight at our phone and that's where problems yep, yep. really happen. I don't know if I should get into that, but I, I've been, I, I have such a problem with that. It's, it's insane. Like I've tried to consciously tell myself over and over, I'm like, Hey, the first thing you do in the morning it should not be to look at your phone. And yet repeatedly, it's just a habit. I, I struggle to break. Like I, I look at my phone for at least 10 to 20 minutes every morning when I wake up and it's the worst habit I have the rest of my morning, I think is pretty good. I have a pretty good morning routine, but that is brutal. Like I just can't break out of that one. Um, oh dude, it's killer. Well, I'll yeah. give you a quick little tidbit to, to understand how serious it is because yeah, like I said, blue light, it's not, I wouldn't say it's strongest at sunrise, but the reason why it's most predominant is UV light doesn't come till a little bit later. But the thing is, is that blue light from the sun 
is never on a post. It's always balanced with red light. And red light is super important for our biology. It's known for regenerating our cells and actually has a direct positive impact on our mitochondria. But as the day progresses, blue light, the, the energy increases, but then UV light comes and UV light has a plethora of benefits as well. But when you're staring at a screen, it's a circadian mismatch because it is pure, unopposed blue light. It's not balanced with anything else. So it's not designed through evolution for us to like, our brain is so confused by it. And put it this way, the color temperature of the sun in the first thing in the morning is 1700 Kelvin. The color temperature from a computer screen or from your phone is 5,700 Kelvin, which is equivalent to solar noon. So every time you're looking at your phone or your screen, you're telling your brain it's solar noon. And that's completely messing up your, um, your hormones. That's why we have so many people have uh, hormone dysregulation and thyroid problems. And the one argument that Jack Cruz made is, is that obesity actually begins in the eye. And I truly believe that now. I, don't I no longer think it's a food problem. Obviously food's important but I believe that it begins in the eye and it's, it's a light issue. It's a really interesting perspective. That's, that's really interesting. And I, I know like sleep and light is, is super important. And like, I, I've, I've seen studies, I've seen research done on circadian rhythm and what it does for people who suffer from depression or like particularly bipolar disorder. I just like, wrote a blog post on that. Yeah. So people who have like particularly bipolar where it's like they struggle sleeping and, and a lot of like what, research coming out a lot of what they think is behind the illness is like a circadian rhythm that's just completely out of whack so like people they might be sleeping throughout the night but it's not in a way that's satisfying that natural rhythm and so it throws a lot of other things out of whack so it's 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 interesting exactly. and it's really cool that it's getting you know like a uh, an attention from doctors and researchers that's like serious you know it's not just like a put on these pair of pajamas and you're going to be okay. Like there, there's research going into it and, and there's some smart people thinking about it, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. And another thing for the audience is that this doctor, they're, they're really starting to, uh, they're trying to create decentralized medicine, similar to what's going on in the financial market with the uh, decentralized finance. They're trying to make a movement with medicine because that's been the big issue, right? I mean, not to bash on general practitioners, but that medical paradigm is uh, the middleman there is big pharma it's all about you know treating symptoms with drugs and i personally i'm not trying to be controversial but that it's not the best approach to creating health so this movement is actually very important where they're trying to bring this awareness out there and like i said i'm a member of jack cruz's site so i'm very involved with it and one of the members actually started a tv series uh, that's sort of like a Netflix of quantum health, where it's Jack Cruz and uh, several other doctors, and you can buy a membership and they talk about all this stuff and it's simplified for anyone that doesn't have a scientific background and things like that. So it's a great resource to to get to know more about this and also realize that this could be mainstream in the next 10 to 20 years. And if it is, you know, we're going to have a very healthy uh, planet. <laughs> I hope, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being an optimist here. You know, I've had plenty of pessimism this past year, but I'm starting to see the light. 
The light, pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, to the audience, we did not spend the last five minutes serving that one up. That was totally organic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I didn't even realize I said it until I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I think we got time. We got time for one more question with you. Dave, you want to take it? Yeah. So you're preparing yourself to start a professional mentorship and coaching to improve the wellness of others. Uh, what do you plan on doing and why do you want to get into that kind of work? Uh, that's a great question because I'm sort of winging it. I mean, I have an idea in my head and right now I'm really starting to implement the business idea. I actually took a like a course to help me figure out how to get this startup going. So initially what I'm going to be doing, I've actually created a course that people can buy. I mean, it's not available yet. This is a little bit down the road, maybe a month from now where it's just like a $27 six module thing of steps to take. But what I really want to do is I want to, I want to be a health coach. I want to teach people about mitochondria and light. And I want to teach them habits that they can do in everyday life without telling them, okay, you need to spend $2,000 on supplements a, a, a month. You need to do this. It's like a lot of these solutions are very simple. So in the short term, that's what I want to do because I really want to shift this paradigm in the health community and really start to like my mom, for example, I'm trying to help her out because she had a heart attack a year ago. So I'm starting slow with that. And I really want to help people reverse disease. And then down the road, I have much bigger plans. Like I want to start a podcast. I'd love to start a wellness center and have even more maybe courses talking about how people can optimize their, their light environment in their home. And even, um, their devices because EMF is a big deal as well. Electromagnetic frequencies. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That sounds like a really great and authentic place to be coming from to, to start um, the sort of work that you've been doing. Um, because like we kind of touched upon a lot during our conversation here, like there's always people offering this or that supplement, you know, this or that fix or cure. And um you know, you seem to have a grounding in something that's simple, natural, and, and easy for everyone to tap into and, and accessible to everyone, which I think is really great. So why don't you, you know, end this off by letting our listeners know where they can find you now and what you have coming up next. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just got my landing page set up. So that's at hyperbolichealth.ca. You can sign up your email there and you'll get a three-part video series for me giving you three practical tips to begin your health journey and to optimize your sleep. I just started writing a blog on there too. I just posted my second one today about sunlight and depression and I'm going to continue to keep posting and then, yeah. And then I'm going to keep progressing that. And then, like I said, I have a product coming out soon and I'm going to be actually hosting a live webinar uh, next week. So I'm trying to get as many people to attend that as possible. Amazing. And what's your Instagram handle? It is dave.robinson93. I had to think about that because I just created a new. <laughs> Before it used to be Ravemeister Flex. <laughs> okay, so for the people out there, don't go looking for Ravemeister Flex. It's Listen. deactivated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's off the interwebs forever. But uh, yeah, Dave, uh, he's Dave Robinson. He's written an article for Eclectus as well on breathing. And, and we hope to publish uh, some of your other pieces on on health and wellness and what you've been learning about on Eclectus as well. Dave, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great. 
All right. Always interesting to chat with Dave Robinson. A great job to Paul and Dave on the interview. And I hope you all enjoyed the listen. Uh, personally, like I said, off the top, I find it very refreshing to hear someone talk about human health so intently without trying to sell you supplements from a pop-up ad. Uh, be sure to check out Dave's Instagram and his piece on Eclectish if you're interested in health and wellness. Uh, if you enjoyed the pod or have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening to The Generalist, everyone. Have a great week.